Hey there, good people, and welcome back to the What's Not Seen podcast. Speaking of things that are not seen, I'm just going to jump right in with my topic today. Self-sabotage. Lately, well not lately, this, I have been self-sabotaging for years. And my area of self-sabotage is with food. I have extreme sensitivities to certain foods and those are always the foods that I want to eat, that I do eat, that I do not want to eat like in my brain like and even when I kind of can wean myself off for a while I feel so much better and like it even like links with my mind like I'll be so happy I'll feel so good like my mood will be good my body will feel so good when I eat what I should be eating what's nourishing to my body but then I'll just have those moments where I'm like I really want some ice cream I really want a piece of cake I really want a cheeseburger from a restaurant or anything like that you know and I'll eat it and it may taste good. It may not with restaurants half the time, you know, you don't get what you pay for. So, but then after I eat it, like, I feel horrible about myself. I'm disappointed in myself. My, I'm literally killing my body. I feel horrible on the inside. And I figured I cannot be the only one dealing fighting against self-sabotage. So jumping in today, I guess I'm just going to give a quick definition. You know how I am with my definitions, my Bible verses. (laughs) And I do not, usually I make an outline, but today I'm just off the top of my brain with it because you all know I have a toddler and I try to get this done while he's napping. And I don't want to take extra time making an outline. I know that sounds horrible, but I just want to get the word out to help whoever is in the same boat with me. So self-sabotage refers to behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. And that was according to Healthline. And that's exactly what I do at least once or twice a week with what I should be doing. It's like, I want to be this plant-based eater, you know, all these holistic habits in my brain and my soul. Like that's me living my best life, like eating healthy, just surrounding myself with simple quality, good things. But in reality, that's not what I do. I have the behaviors that hold me back and even thought patterns too, because my brain will be like, you know, you can eat this cake, like you'll be fine. Or my thing is like, if I bring something in the house, cause you know, my whole family, they don't have the same issues as me and they don't, you know, want to eat just salad and fruits and vegetables every day, you know? So I do get things for them to eat, but the part of like self-discipline comes in where it's like if I see it and if it's in the house, I'm going to eat it. And that's something that I struggle with so bad is like my self-discipline in the area of food. And even I guess 
now thinking about it, my thought patterns, like, for example, my husband wanted an ice cream cake, so I made him an ice cream cake, and he didn't eat it all, and it's in the freezer, and I didn't have one piece, I had two, and the day before, I had a small, one small piece, and it made me feel absolutely horrible. My mood was horrible. Inside of my body felt like a literal, like a balloon, like just being filled up and about to pop with like garbage. Like it was awful. So then as I'm eating this, I'm thinking, I know that this is not going to make me feel good. Like I'm just having flashbacks of the other day that I had a small piece. I finished that piece and I'm like, you know what, if I don't eat this, it's going to sit in the freezer and it's just going to taunt me. So let me eat more so that it won't be there anymore. Like, what sense does that make? That doesn't make sense. I could just throw it away. But then I'm thinking, I paid good money for this. I put in good effort to make this ice cream cake. Like, no, I'm not just going to throw it away so it's not in the house. Like, I'm going to eat it and make my body feel horrible <laughs> like those are the thoughts that go in my mind when I'm self-sabotaging the behaviors that I do and I really don't want to be like that I want to be able to see it and just know like no this is crap for my body I'm not going to do it I don't want it I don't care how it tastes I don't care how it looks and be able to walk away and grab like an apple or a banana or get creative and make my own concoction of something. But I don't do that. I self-sabotage all the time. And it literally is like an inward battlefield inside of like my heart and my brain and my body. Because when I get it together for a few days or weeks or even the longest I've gone was a month. You know, a month. I feel amazing. Like it's great. But then it's like I go back and then that war just starts all over again. And, you know, you may not struggle with food. You know, maybe you smoke. Maybe, I don't know, exercise. I don't know what else. Alcohol. You know, whatever the case may be. I'm sure I'm not the only person that self-sabotages. Now, I was thinking about this and it just came to me as I was doing a guided meditation about choosing healthy habits regarding, you know, my inward struggle because I do want to be healthy and I do want to live my best life. And I was thinking, you know, I go to church, you know, I read my Bible or whatnot and why do I still struggle with this? Like, it does not have to be this way. I don't have to live my life in this limbo, you know, a seesaw of up and down, up and down, up and down, because it's literally draining. When you truly self-sabotage yourself, it is draining. So I'm like, this, I don't have to live this way. This is a choice and that I have a higher power to call on to help me with this, you know? So it started, that led me to look for scriptures. And I'm going to share some of these with you, not to preach at you, but if you're struggling with self-sabotage like I am, and you're desperate for something to cling on to, to give you hope, you know, hopefully these will help you 
just like they inspired me. And I'm going to come back to these and reread them and re-listen to this for those times that I feel weak and I'm having those thought and behavior patterns. So the first one I want to read, it's Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, and it says, I call heaven and earth today to witness against you. I have set before you life and death. For me, I picture like junk food and stuff I know I shouldn't be eating is death. And life is, you know, those healthy foods that grow, literally have life in them that grow straight from the ground that are natural. That's just my personal thing. It could be habits, habits that bring you life and then habits that lead to death. The blessing and the curse choose life then that you and your descendants may live by loving the Lord your God obeying his voice and holding fast to him for that will mean life for you a long life for you to live on the land which the Lord swore to your ancestors to Abraham Isaac and Jacob to give to them so that's just very encouraging to me that I have a choice to make you know, I can choose life and not death. I can choose the blessing and not the curse. And not just for me, but it opened my eyes that like, it's not just choosing life for me. It's choosing life for my family. As they say, like, uh, what is it? Happy wife, happy life. Same thing for your, you know, kids. <laughs> happy mom. I don't have a rhyme for that, but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. The next one is 1 Corinthians 6, um, verse 19. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And that just is so reassuring to know, like to remind myself, Stop filling my body up with trash. It is a temple and the Holy Spirit lives inside of me that I'm not my own. I need to take care of this temple and do what's best for it. Glor I need to glorify God in my body. Another verse that I pulled up along the same lines um, in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16, it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the spirit of God dwells in you. So that I feel like meditating on just those two verses alone will give you the motivation that, hey, I am somebody. And my physical body and my spirit is a temple, you know, of God. And that the Holy Spirit of God dwells in me. That will motivate, hopefully, you and myself to do better with our bodies okay and then it told us that the spirit of god dwells in us who cares you know what does that mean to me well i just want to read job 26 verses 17 through 14 and it says god stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing he wraps the rain in his thick clouds, and the clouds don't burst with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. 
He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night. The foundations of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grew calm. By his skill, he crushed the great sea monster. His spirit made the heavens beautiful and his power pierced the gliding serpent. These are just the beginning of all that he does. Merely a whisper of his power. Who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? That literally, as I was reading it, gave me chills. It makes me so just excited to know that that God that created the universe, that has done all of this, that we see and live every day, we see the sky, we see the trees and Maybe not all areas, you know, experience thunder and rain as much, but we have experienced these very real, tangible things that that's God. And that's just a whisper of his power. And this God dwells in us. That's some real power. We have power to choose life. He's giving us that power to be able to resist the enemy and sin and those things that bring death to us. We can do better because God is in us. I love that. And I will definitely be coming back to Job 26 verses 17 through 14. Because that, whew, that's some real stuff right there. <laughs> I could reread that, but I won't. I'll spare you. I'll let you reread it yourself. <laughs> you need it. And another thing I want to, another scripture I guess I want to just touch on is I just want to give some backstory of why I chose it. And it's because we go through these things, you know, we have these struggles in life and we feel so alone sometimes and sometimes we don't understand. And Matthew 22 verse 29 says Jesus said to them in reply you are misled because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God that gives me chills too that's why we are misled it you know it's one or the other or both because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God when we truly know the word of God and his power Boy, are you a force to be reckoned with. Man, will you get something, you know, you'll make something happen and you can fight the good fight. And that's just awesome, too. So let's try not to be misled, friends. Let's start look digging in these scriptures because they're giving me life right now. Like in my spirit, I'm on fire and it may just be for me, but I hope that it's for someone else out there, too, that's struggling with self-sabotage and wants to change and you're ready to start this journey with me because I'm ready to choose life. I want to choose life. I do not want to continue to choose death and just keep going on these limbos and like I said these inner wars and just drain my life away my whole life. I do not want to do this and I know I don't have to because it says right here Jesus said it which Jesus is God as man. So God is telling us through Jesus, 
you are misled. You are misled because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. I want to know the scriptures. I so want to know the power of God, especially because he's living in me. I want that power to ignite and help me to do what I need to do to, as the saying is, live my best life. (laughs) All right, I have a few more. It says, and it's these continue on with the power of God, which is just so amazing when you fully comprehend and accept that God is in us and he's given us this power too. So Ephesians 3, 20 says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think that is so amazing and it is all glory to God because he is able because he is powerful and it says at work within us so if we just open up our hearts and do what we need to do start choosing life he can accomplish infinitely it doesn't just say he can accomplish what you know you want him to accomplish it says he can accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think so what you're thinking of he can accomplish infinitely more when we open our hearts to him second timothy um 1 7 it says for god has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power love and self-discipline god has given us a spirit of power love and self-discipline with these three things you're gonna be like a force i know i've said that already but i just my brain is just my heart and my brain and my spirit is so full right now that i can't even think straight (laughs) power We have the power to stop self-sabotaging. Love, including self-love. You need self-love to love yourself. The greatest commandment is to love God. The second is to love others. What? As you love yourself. In In order to love others, you have to love yourself. And we have a spirit to be able to love ourselves. And the last one, self discipline that's what I need to work on actually all three of these I can't pick just one I need I'm lacking in all three self-discipline he has given us a spirit of self-discipline so let's call on that power so that he can fill us up with these things the Bible is telling us we are not weak friends we do not have to live like this We don't have to struggle in this. Yeah, it may be hard to make that choice to choose life because death sure is sugar-coated, wrapped up, looking nice. Let me tell you. And I'm not just talking about food. I'm talking about sex that's out of marriage. I'm talking about addictions, behaviors, things that you do to maybe your own body. All of this stuff, you know, it may feel good to your body, but it's killing you. We don't have to have a spirit of fear or timidity. Okay, we are powerful 
we can love ourselves and we can practice and master self-discipline. We can do it. All right. And the next one, the last one is Second Peter 1, 3. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. All right. He has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We can do it. And why can we do this? By his divine power. And we have received all of it by coming to know him. Jesus said, know your scriptures, know the power of God, accept it, read it, learn it, meditate on it, bury it in your heart. That's what I'm going to be practicing, not just this week, but for the rest of my life. And we may even come back to this to do a check in. All right, friends, I really hope this helped you. Please cling to this. I know I will. Until next time.